Welcome into the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Overtime coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Davis Rangy, and producer Matthew. Going to break down a little bit of what happened last night with the Lady Vols. Sean Payton looks like he is going to be the head coach for the Denver Broncos. A lot of things going on around the world. Uh, I meant to talk about this yesterday. Uh, looked like Djokovic. Just Won the Australian Open, Continuing right? nope. to yeah. be himself. It's over? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. over. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah, it's from well, your home country, man. What are you doing? Hey, man. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't know because it's on at like 3.30 every yeah, morning. So. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm not waking up on my national time. Yeah, but uh, Djokovic, uh, there was some controversy after the game. Chris Fowler and John McEnroe got into a heated debate on whether or not he should have been playing because of his quote-unquote vaccine status. What what side was which party on? Chris, oh. Chris Fowler's pro-vax. McEnroe was anti. John so, McEnroe's the man. Yeah, I know. I know that. So, basically, had an argument over his eligibility to play. He was basically, like, whether or not he should have been eligible to play. Didn't he? Wasn't he ineligible to play a former major? U.S. Yeah. Open. Yeah, the U.S. Open. Yeah, yeah they wouldn't let him play. Because he played in Wimbledon yeah. against Kyrgios in the final. And then he was supposed to play in the U.S. Open, but he wasn't allowed because of the COVID shot. And then I think they originally had ruled him out, right, for the Australian Open. I thought he got, he, thought he got like, deported from Australia. He did. Yeah. He got yeah. deported from somewhere. Yeah, I, no. think it was one of, I think it was the Australian Open where, like, they basically just took away his eligibility just so he can get out. It's almost been three years now, man. It's like it's time to move on. Like, if people want to get the vaccine, that's up to their personal choice, but it should not be enforced in sports anymore. Yeah, it was funny how it was my body, my choice until the vaccine came out, and then it was totally different, right? Well, I mean, you hear all these players, like, after the whole DeMar Hamlin thing, how people thought that was cause of the vaccine. I mean, all these people, they're coming out that, like, they have, like, heart problems now because of the vaccine, and all these NFL and NBA guys are coming out basically saying they were forced to take the vaccine, and now they're – it's basically just – what happens now is going to probably happen to them with all the people with heart cases. Absolutely. But, I mean, the fact is they kept one of the greatest tennis players of this generation out of a tournament because of a vaccine. Yeah. And um, then he comes back and he wins. I mean, they think he's going to infect people? I, I mean, I kind of would have understood it had it been, what, 2021, like maybe just like right when COVID started. Yeah. But it's been Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. been – it'll be three years this March, almost a month away. And so, at this point, man, it's just – COVID's in the back burner. We have not talked about COVID and sports in almost a year and a half, two years. Well, no, because you can't ma- manipulate the population anymore. Yeah, it's therefore, a, it's not it. Exactly, man. It's just like an issue. Like, if you want to take, if you took the vaccine, cool. If you didn't, cool. Like, I don't yeah. care either way. But it's just, it's time to not involve COVID with sports anymore. It's time to move on. Yeah. I mean, and another thing, let's just anything that's not sports related, it does not need to be brought into the sport. Yeah, that's period. That's my big complaint with like things like Sports Center, like uh, January sixth last year. Like they, that was like a whole. They like talked about that the entire time instead of anything that was going on with sports. What did that have to do with basketball, football, baseball, hockey, Nothing. polo, I mean, underwater basket weaving? What did it have to do exactly. with exactly? Like regardless of uh, side left or right, like you go on Sports Center, you watch sports to get away from real life. Like there's no reason that you should be putting stuff like people watch sports to get away from the problems that are going on in the real world, and then you just keep compounding that issue. With putting more of this stuff right, right where we go to get our mind off of it. I well, mean, and certain things too, like just piss me off to no end. Like, for example, when you see a military tribute uniform, I don't like that because they never get the camo right. Mm-hmm. They never, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm one of these guys. Like, if someone's committing stolen valor, I can pinpoint it pretty easily. 
just because something's not in the right place or they've got a ribbon somewhere where it's not supposed to be or the rank is on the wrong whatever you get the deal but just i don't know i'm nitpicky when it comes to stuff like that but let's go ahead and transition into uh the nfl sean payton trade is being finalized with the saints in order to send sean payton to the denver broncos after a very very boring snooze fest of a season right? they yeah the saints get the i, I don't even know how they, this works they, they get, get a first a second and a third but yeah, it's like they been get, three consecutive years yeah they get 2023 first round pick 2024 second round and i'm guessing a third round pick 25 20, yeah i don't yeah. know how you can trade picks for a coach they've done it with what gruden right uh, they did it with Gruden when he went to Tampa Bay from from Oakland. Yeah, they did. I was gonna say Las Vegas, but Oakland. Yeah. was Oakland. But um, I don't even know how the Broncos have any first round picks left because they basically got rid of their whole franchise first round picks for Russell Wilson. Yeah, that was interesting. And you know, it's kind of like you know, the Lakers, for example, they've given away their draft picks for how how many of the next few years. Oh, Almost all of it yeah. for Anthony Davis, but they got a championship out of it. So at the end of the yeah. day, it's worth it. But right. it's the same way when the Lakers traded uh, whoever they traded for Paul Gasol. Like they gave away all their first round picks. And if you're a championship team, you don't really need first round picks because those rookies aren't going to come in and do much. For no, you. your people that need the first round picks are your Houston Rockets, yeah. your Pistons, Oklahoma yeah. City Thunder. Who Spurs. else is terrible? The Spurs. They're Spurs, terrible Wizards, now. Hornets. I mean. Yeah, those guys need the first-round picks. And yeah. even then, you know, it takes years to build up the franchise. I mean, look at OKC. I mean, how many first-round picks do they have in like, the next six years? It's like, it's like 12 or something. It's more than that. Yeah. We, it's a lot. And it's ridiculous amount of what they've done because what they traded, what they got, uh, Chris Paul traded away, Russell traded away. Paul George. Paul George. I mean, they got like seven first-round picks from just from that Paul George pick alone. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's yeah. – it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know all the ins and outs of how it works, trading picks away for a coach. But hey, if it works, it works. But I mean, like another thing is, I mean, Russell Wilson. I think this is just another move. Obviously, Nathaniel Hackett was a terrible coach. Um, Nathaniel couldn't hack it. He got he got hired already as the offensive coordinator for the Jets. But I think this is another just another way to try to get Russell Wilson to work. Because I mean, that's it, it might go down as one of the worst trades in NFL history if you don't even make the playoffs with Russell Wilson. After you're paying him all this money, what was it? We talked about one time, was it like $50 million you're paying him per year? Oh, it's, it's something Supermax. It's like 48. Like basically the equivalent of the NFL Supermax. Yeah, because yeah. I, I know Aaron Rodgers is the highest paid at 52. And you didn't even sniff the playoffs this year. No. no. All you had to do was score 18 or more points, and you probably would have had 12 wins. Couldn't do that. I just think they couldn't score. Yeah. They had the best defense in the NFL, but they had also the worst offense. Yeah, it was that. That, that team is. Opposite of Tennessee football. Yes. Speaking of, I mean, I mean that's why you took the under in every game the Broncos played. Looks like we got played by uh, Davison Igbenosen. Yep, he signed at Ohio State. Yep, of course he did. Yep. So uh, I don't even know if I can really blame this on the staff or anything, but that is a big miss because we really need secondary help desperately. I mean, Judy Lally's going to help you, but you know it would have been nice to have somebody on the other side of the field or your corner other corner spot that you could you know is a good player you have film on and probably would have started from day 1 but i mean we talked about it with Nayor yesterday but th- that's just the new way of the game in IL you just leverage against each other and i'm sure 
Ohio State gave him a very nice deal, probably a car, also apartment, like you don't house, need, yeah. probably set up his parents' uh, rent. Like we don't even know at this point, but I mean, it's it's pretty insane. I would love to know like what the actual package was for that. Well, that's the thing is we're never going to know with a lot of these. I mean, we hear some stuff and we can't confirm it because there's no way to prove that it's true. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of things that we have heard, you know, about you know some guys that went to Texas, guys that went to Florida guys that went to Miami, like, some of the stuff that we have heard, like how much they're getting and what they're getting in return for it, and we can't report on it because there's nothing to confirm. There's nothing in writing, basically, so it's not like you have anything to go off of. You're just hearing – it's, it's just basically rumors at this point. Or right. You all – you honestly call it gossip. Well, it's like – I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Like we what have, is there to prove? Like we have the right, the NIL rights to Nico, correct? So correct. Like that Spire group does. So if he was to decide to transfer to – Oregon or whatever after this year, God forbid, but let's just say he does, then he still would have to go through Spire to get all of his NIL deals because he would not he would not still be getting $8 million if he decided to bolt to Oregon or USC or something like that. Yeah, no, I'm correct. sure these contracts, because it's called like it is, these guys are basically signing contracts with agents is what they're doing. Yeah. And there's clauses in there that protects the agency, you know, in case something like this happens. You know, it's like a certain player – is not happy with the amount of money they're getting or they're not happy with the amount of minutes they're getting, so they want to transfer. It's like, oh, well, I'm still getting this deal. Oh, wait, you signed in your contract with us representing you that you cannot do that. You are not taking any of these deals, so either you get your ass back over to the University of Tennessee or you're going to lose all this money. I mean, did you see uh, see what uh, Nick Saban said about the player? Uh, some player asked him for it. It, it was, was two. Like, yeah, it was like $500,000 and to get his girlfriend into law school. Yeah. Well, there's also uh, a Georgia tight end that transferred to Mississippi State with his girlfriend that he's engaged with now. That was yesterday. Huh, huh nice. I yeah, saw that. He's following the girlfriend. Wasn't really a football decision, it looked like. Nice. Mm. Nice. So. I mean, I mean, uh, Nick Saban, I mean, Nick Saban just let him walk. Be there. I mean, $500,000 and then get a, your girlfriend in the law school? You know what that tells me? That tells me that, that guy was not worth No. Worth uh, that. That's because if he was worth it, Nick Saban would have arranged for something to happen. Oh yeah, and that, that's probably just the bottom of where that's his negotiations. It would have started there, and then as the year goes on, like coach, I'm not getting enough playing time, or else I'm leaving the heading the portal. Like yeah. my girlfriend, he's gonna tell you to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my girlfriend needs A on her law school or law exam. Like it's just I don't even yeah, know. Can you, can you just basically pass her on the LSAT, something yeah. like that. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous what these players are asking for now. I mean, and, I mean it's, it's stuff that we've. Now they know they have free reigns. Oh, yeah. It's like they don't have to worry about getting caught anymore. I mean, speaking of, like, people leaving the transfer portal, I mean, look at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, I we had speculations. Maybe I speculate that, like, these players were, like, tied in the contracts where if you stay one or two years, you get X amount of money. You stay three years, you get even more money. So, I mean, I mean, Texas A&M lost how many people in the transfer portal? Like, 20, 25, 26? 27, I want to say. I think yeah. it's growing, too, man. Yeah. Like, and you got to think with stuff like that too. Like, a lot of that stuff originally was not on paper. Mm-hmm. It was just handshake agreements. Mm-hmm. You can't. You well. never go off a handshake. Agreement. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, like Josh. Like, oh my bad. Go ahead. I was gonna say just like those uh, kids down from the Dominican that got a handshake agreement from the Angels. <laughs> yeah. In which 
Yeah. Uh, that's like me. It's not written on. It's no. not written it's on. Not written on contract. paper. That's like me Nothing. walking up to LeBron James and shaking his hand and saying, uh, oh, "I'm your trainer now," just because I shook his hand. It doesn't work like that. No. It's like uh, Josh Pate was saying this. Like the second this regular season was over, he said you're going to see the portal flooded. But you know, there's people that are going to promise you certain thing, and then they're coming nowhere near to what they're actually promising you. So like, you can decide to go to a. Like a, I mean, we can all be real here. Like, go to Alabama or a Georgia and get developed and be ready to go to the next level. Or you can go to a school like someone that's not going to develop you as much, but they'll give you like five million dollars. So you have you're either going to make all that money in college, or you can end up setting yourself up for more financial future by getting the NFL and becoming a first round pick. So, really, I think that's where uh, people are deciding because like this Ig Ig Benoson kid, he probably went's almost for a bag, and um, now yeah. he's transferring to go to Ohio State to get himself on the next level. A brighter stage. Yeah. And maybe even a bigger bag. Probably. Well, and the thing is, we're talking about football, and the landscape is completely different with college basketball, considering, like we mentioned yesterday with Will Wade and his podcast, saying you have to basically assemble a team for that year if you're already an established program. Yeah. And yeah. it's we're seeing it happen. Like, we saw an instance where Miami was offering a kid more money than we were. Kid goes to Miami because John Ruiz just funding the whole thing. Well, like yeah. Ohio State, there's rumors out there that they're offering C.J. Stroud $11 million to come back and play next year. $11 million? $11 million. I mean, he's going to the draft now, but that's that's a, probably the biggest number there's ever been. Well, it's $11 million guaranteed for one year. Yep. Yeah. Or you can go sign a multi-year deal worth maybe more than that. I mean, yeah, that's maybe. the thing. Yeah. I mean, he's probably going to make it since he's probably going to be a top five draft pick, top three. Yeah, and he's going to get his four years in the NFL. He's yeah. going to get his pension. He's going to yeah. get paid should, for life. Yeah. Should yeah. be the second quarterback off the board behind Bryce Young. Yeah, should be Bryce Young, C.A. Shroud, and then. Uh, probably going to go Levis, honestly. Yeah, they're going to go Levis at probably five, and then what, AR after that? Probably. And then, I don't know, is Penix in this draft? No. no. Penix is next year? Okay. But yeah, man, it's a. Uh, I don't know. Ohio State definitely has deep pockets. I mean, there's no secret to that. But you know, if that, I mean, you look at the amount of students in the school. Yeah, but I mean, just think like the 11 million. I mean, he would not have to show up for a single day of class. Nope. He would just go throughout the day. Just he'd have to worry about those 12 games in the regular season, and then he would be majoring in football. He would be playing 15 games max for 11 million dollars. One million dollars, more than one million dollars a game. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Let's go to the phones. The Big Orange Phillies phone lines brought to you by our friends at Big Orange Phillies in Halls. Daniel is first. What do you say, Daniel? How y'all doing this evening? Pretty good. Well, still a little blind resume. I'm going to read off Sean Payton's resume versus the other coach, current NFL head coach, sitting head coach resume. And I want I want to I want to see if you all can guess. Okay. Okay. Uh. Sean Payton's record, 152-89. and 89. Current sitting head coach, 155-97. and 97. Sean Payton, 15, 15 seasons. The other coach, 16 seasons. Four losing seasons for both. Nine playoff appearances for Sean Payton. 11 for the other coach. Both won Super Bowl, and they're both. One and O in the Super Bowl. That was their only appearance, and they both won. Who would be the blind resume head coach? Would it be Andy Reid? I was going to say Mike McCarthy. That was going to be my guess, but he doesn't. Well, yeah, he does. 
He knows. He's got one. It is Mike McCarthy. It is Mike McCarthy. Yes. Yeah. Let's go. Not an NFL casual. (laughs) I saw somebody somebody tweet that, and I'm like, and he he said, before you go off and, you know, theme uh, Sean Payton, you know, this whisper or whatnot, everybody always gives Mike McCarthy, you know, you know, crap. But, I mean, just a blind resume, they're the same guy. Basically, yeah. How many did you say Sean Payton has nine postseason appearances? Nine playoff appearances and 11 postseason appearances for McCarthy. Yeah, but, I mean, the public image, everybody thinks Sean Payton's a much better coach than Mike McCarthy, I would say. And I think the reason for that is that Mike McCarthy did it with a franchise like the Packers, Mm -hmm. who is historically great, whereas Sean Payton did it with the Saints, who basically hired him after Hurricane Katrina. They were basically having to rebuild. Ground zero. Exactly. And he goes in and within a few years gets him a Super Bowl. I wonder if Aaron Rodgers being the diva that he is, that caused more controversy. But you think about you think about it, they did win a lot of games there. It was just always shrouded in um, he was the scapegoat. And, I mean, really, it was he the scapegoat? Because look what happened in Green Bay this year. Well, I mean, it's you know kind of like NBA players, like James Harden. Every time he stirs the bowl, he gets his coach fired. I don't believe Russ is done cooking, though. I do believe that Sean Payton will do a good job in Denver. I, I genuinely think that was – I think it was – I mean, I think it was a good hire in my own personal opinion. I, I have no I have no say in the matter, but I don't think Russ is done cooking. I, I, I don't think he's – I don't think he's washed. I really don't. Well, what was he going to do this year? I mean, the thing is he had probably the worst set of group of guys around him. Yeah, well, I, I just like to hire because, you know, that's like a – proven guy he's a winner like you said i mean you can compare to mike mccarthy but they both won super bowls but nowadays in the nfl you just hire an assistant where you have you've no idea if they're going to be good or not if they're going to be terrible like nathaniel hackett or end up being good like kyle shanahan you just don't know daniel you with us i think we lost daniel matthew go ahead and cut the phone pod stay with us Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio, and back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines we go. Martin is next. What do you say, Martin? Oh, Jake. What's up? Uh, not too much. Just got to eat a chicken dinner from Bojangles. Hey, Martin eating good tonight. Yes. And Jake? Yes. Who is that quarterback we got as a preferred walk on named Ryan Brennan out of Tennessee? Um, Ryan Damron, Martin. He's uh, 5'11, 179. Ryan Damron? Yes, sir. What type of schools was on him? Um,. ETSU, Eastern Kentucky, MTSU, Murray State, Samford, and Tennessee Tech. That's decent schools, ain't it? Yeah, I mean, at that level, um, you know, lower tier. or For mid-majors, yeah. Yeah, for mid-majors, I'd say that's pretty pretty good talent. I mean, ETSU, they had a really good program going up there with Randy Sanders. You know, people are getting mad at George Quarles right now. But, you know, those are programs that were excelling very well at that level. And Eastern Kentucky's always had a fine team, ain't they? They're not that bad. 
They're not they bad come in, at all. They come in and ox and get a pair every now and then. That they do, and uh, you know it's a nice campus up there, Richmond, Kentucky. Outside of Lexington, you don't have to deal with all the stuff that goes on in Lexington, but there's yes. enough there in Richmond to keep you happy. Yes. And, Jake, I still want to say i got to stay with Kelly Jolly Harper for a good while because uh, she's played the toughest schedule in the country. And LSU, right now, I know they're in third place or at least in the country. Mm-hmm. But you know what, Jake? What's that? They played a top 25 team all year. Yeah, and I mean, and something else that really got me going last night, Martin, is all of a sudden all these people have come out of the woodwork acting like they cared about the Lady Vols when they didn't have anything to say about them until we played Connecticut last week. And, you know, Martin, this just isn't the level of basketball that we played. You and I have had this conversation multiple times. We both agree it's not the same levels when Pat Summit was here. And, you know, for last yeah, night, but for there example, never be another Pathead Summit. There never will be. And, you know, something that people need to take into account is UConn, you know, top 10 team in the nation. LSU, yeah. top five team in the nation. You know, if you're not playing at the level that those girls are, you're just not going to beat them. Yeah, but you, you yeah. need to – I Russell, think you need to win some of those games. Jake, you know what? What's that? Like I told Russell, I said, Pathead Summit made the women's college basketball game one day today. She did, and you know, it's one of those deals, Martin, where Title IX made you allow women to play basketball, and then Pat Summit made you respect women's basketball. Yes. I appreciate you, boys. Hey, we appreciate you, Martin. All right. And that's, uh, that's something I wanted to get into, especially, was the fact that we've got all these people on Twitter now acting like they're the biggest Lady Vol fans ever, when none of them had a damn thing to say about the Lady Vols until we played UConn last week. I think it's a combination. There's definitely a little pocket of Tennessee fans that deeply care about the Lady Vols that like follow it every single day, like religiously. But then there's also people that, like you said, have not really cared until the UConn game. But the the reason there's been so much controversy or not controversy, but stirring up on Twitter is because there's potentially gonna be a coaching change, and we just go all on that like blood in the water, like it's. Um, but yeah, they're definitely like I think the biggest thing about last night is. That's a second-year coach at a school that was at ground zero. LSU women's basketball, I don't think they've even – they've definitely not won a championship, but they're terrible. And you go into an arena where you, you're in year four of your coach and you are you got beat, man. Like, you, there was no reason for you to lose that game. I mean, you were down one at one point and they go on an 11-0 run. You don't call a timeout till you're already down 12 and you're pretty much dead in the water at that point. But – I mean, yeah, you, there's a bunch of different things you can talk about, but, I mean, people want to go after Kara Lawson, and I, I think she's a good coach, but I think it's time to go outside the uh, Lady Vol family and just get outside fire, the bubble. hire a real uh, basketball coach. It's going to be a winner. Cause I, mean, it's, I mean, look what happened with LSU. We saw it last night, prime Kim example. Mulkey. Kim Mulkey's 47-6 and six now. In and two where was years. she at before? Baylor. Baylor. Exactly. When she, when she won cha- the championship. Multiple. Yeah, that's what but, I thought, yeah. Well, I mean, Brittany, she coached Brittany Griner. She was in the yeah. Final Four, and then she left in the middle yeah. of the year. Like, it's not like she had just been, like, leveling off Baylor. She was in the Final Four, and then they To LSU go to a rebuild. Yes, yeah, to go to a rebuild. Yeah. She didn't even go to LSU. She's from, she's from the state of Louisiana, but she played at Louisiana Tech. Like, she didn't even go to LSU. And, you know, they offer her the money. That, that She's, like, one of the highest-paid women's coaches now. So... And the, like the question isn't who you're going to get. It's like who won't, who don't you, who won't you get? Like it's Tennessee. Like if it's not, if not the best job in women's basketball, it's the second behind UConn right now. Like 
you, there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to go out and hire anybody that you want. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you look, when you talk about women's basketball, you talk about UConn, Stanford, Tennessee, South Carolina now, and South Carolina yeah. and Baylor when Kim Mulkey was there. That was like it was Baylor, UConn, Stanford, and Tennessee. That's that was your main. That four. was your final four every yeah, year. That was your final four mainly every year. And I mean, now South Carolina's in there, and you gotta go. I don't think Don Staley will ever leave. No, nah, no. I mean, you gotta pay her probably thirty million dollars a year to get her out of there. Don Staley, Gino. Uh, Vanderveer at Stanford, and uh, you already said Don, but Kim Olke's not leaving either. Yeah. This is only her second they're, they're, year. Yeah. Right. Those are the four that are off bounds. But any, anybody else in the country, I think you have a legit shot at getting them. Well, and like you said, Davis, this is a this is the premier job. Yep. In women's college basketball, this is the pinnacle. This is a blue blood program, and you could almost is it a sleeping giant? It is at this point. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, I'm not being funny. I think it is. I mean, because I mean, just like football. Yeah. Who who has more talent on their team, LSU or Tennessee? I would say it's pretty even, but I would give the edge to Tennessee. The talent is not the problem. I'll tell you that it's not. Yeah. Well, it's like the conversations we've had about working as a collective unit. Yeah. There's too much talent on the team. Where's uh Fort Thomas, Kentucky? Is that close to here? Fort Thomas. Sounds like a little. Little podunk town. Yeah, so two hundred miles from here. But uh, Jeff Walls, the coach of Louisville, he's a four twelve, one fourteen all time at Louisville, seventy eight percent winning percentage. He is. Let's see. I'm pretty sure he's been to Final Four. Yes, he has been to a Final Four, Elite Eight, Elite uh, Eight, yeah. Final Four. He's the head coach of Louisville right yeah, he now. Yeah, Haley Van Lith over there. That's an elite program yeah. right now, and he's uh That's somebody you could get. Wes Moore at North Carolina State. I mean, there's a bunch of different people you could go after, but you know it. I mean, on this uh, Lady Vol staff right now, a head coach, she turned down the head. She was a head coach at Eastern Kentucky. You're talking about Eastern Kentucky. She was a head coach at Eastern Kentucky, and she took the assistant job at, at Tennessee. That's how good of a job Tennessee is still viewed. Like, right. The prestige has not gone down just because of uh, Holly in the recent years with Kelly. Like, it's it's still viewed as a great job in women's basketball. I'm looking at the top 25 right now. Who's the Indiana head coach for women's basketball? That I do not know, but uh, well, tell they're you. number four in the nation. Iowa's number six. Utah's number seven. Maryland's eight. Number eight, nine. Yep. Uh, I mean, Notre Dame was a. Uh, that's a new coach. She was the coach on the. She was on the Grizzly staff. Her name's a uh, coach. It's Jaden Ivey's mom. Is who it is. Oh yeah, Miel mm-hmm. Ivey. Yeah. And she. This is her like second or maybe third year at Notre Dame, but they're already back in the top ten. I mean, Gonzaga women's is twenty one and two, but I, I don't know who they play anyone. But I'm just going. They beat us. Yeah. Well, and something me. else to mention is. Like the Lady Vols, that we have probably more resources than any other women's basketball program. Maybe, Maybe UConn. UConn. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, their facilities are unbelievable, man. Their locker room literally looks like it's nicer than Ty. <laughs> it's 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 insane. It's probably nicer than some NBA locker rooms. Yeah, it yeah, is. Probably. I mean, yeah. You walk in, you got an Xbox, PS5, like a giant TV. Like you got four TVs, like the one behind us, all connected into one. I mean, you got a kitchen, you've got a chef, like you've got it all. And Why wouldn't you want to coach here? Yeah, it's uh, I mean, you could legit live in that locker room year round, and not have a single issue. Well, I think people don't realize too, like a lot of you know college football locker rooms are nicer than some NFL locker rooms. Like I got to tour Nissan Stadium, you know, when I was in college, you know, doing stuff for the fraternity. We did some stuff for the Titans, and we go into the locker room, and I was just kind of like, just in disappointment. I'm just like, this is just lipstick on my high school football locker room you go to the neyland stadium locker room and it's 20 times better than what you're walking into at nissan stadium it's unbelievable 
It's uh, I don't know, man. I I always I still stand by that college football is better than NFL. I would much rather watch a college game than NFL, but you know, it just goes back to people care. I feel feel like people care so much more deeply about college football. So you have donors like literally just throwing money at it, try to get it right. And that's why we're able to have these nice facilities. Exactly. That's the whole point. Like Marcus Merritt at Oregon, they have a whole training per, uh, performance center. It's unbelievable. They have anything you can match called the Marcus Mariota train. He he put all that money into it. Like you just don't get that kind of like uh, care and want to out of an NFL organization that you do out of, out of a college one. No, I mean what people. I mean do, I don't even know how NFL season tickets work. I've never had to purchase them. I know with UT, like we had to make a donation and then we bought the seats. Yeah. How does it work I, with the NFL? I'm not sure. I'm my, not sure. My dad had them for like five years and then we got rid of them about like five years ago. So. The women's head coach, I looked this up, it's, it's uh, Taylor Moore in Indiana. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, you can get bigger fish than her. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean. go Just go get somebody that can win. That's all, yeah. If we are getting rid of Kelly, then we need to go get somebody that can win. I mean, your big mistake was after uh, Holly. I mean, I love Coach Holly. One of the nicest people I've ever met, but – like you have, like you should have just went out and hired a winner. Then, like you already tried it within the Lady Vol family, and then you just kind of. I just really, I understand the connection to Pat. Pat Sum is the greatest women's head basketball coach of all time, arguably one of the greatest overall basketball coaches of all time. But you, like, you have to take a step outside of the box. You have to get uncomfortable. You have to do something that's going to change the uh, program because right now it's just not working. I no, mean, you did that with Hypel. Yep, you had to. Had to, yeah. And the thing with Hypel is. You know, we had everything going on with the investigation. You had, you know, sanctions looming over your head. You got all these players that are about to transfer out. It's like, who will take the job? And honest to God, it's we just got lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Because, I mean, James Franklin turned us down. Tony Elliott turned us down. And I'm pretty sure a couple other people Sonny behind Dykes. the scenes. We Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes. No. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, I think there were a couple other people behind the scenes that turned us down as well that we never heard about. But – yeah, we just got lucky. Like, we landed on our fourth or fifth guy and got lucky. I mean, you look at um, – I mean, you could even take football, for example. Like, following a great – like, Ohio State, they've subbed out uh, Urban Meyer with Ryan Day, and they're pissed at Ryan Day now. They like, hate him. There's only yeah. so much you can do following up a great. And, like, North Carolina basketball, they gave it to uh, gosh, Hubert, Hubert Davis. Davis. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, they uh, they want, they made the national championship last year, but they're not good this year. Like they second year in a row, they've been terrible in the regular season. Um, Coach K. Duke with John Shire, you yeah. went from Coach K, and you just kept it in house to John Shire, and it's uh, the products fell falling off already. So, oh, it's fallen off tremendously. Yeah, like I think that's the big balance because like if you're an athletic director, I would say, you know, I mean, you, you'll know pretty soon if the assistant is able to like keep on with what it's going. But like after an assistant, that's uh, within the family, you got to switch it up a little bit. I mean, who did you think? I'm talking about this, like I know. I mean, I think you like Kentucky, but when you talk about Coach Cal, if Kentucky right. was to move on, would they – I mean, would he – I don't think any of his, his assistants would stay. No, none of his uh, assistants would stay. Yeah, That's yeah. different. They want to, like, legit fire Cal Perry. Yeah. It's not like yeah. Cal Perry is, like, going out on top. When yeah, he's, so like, they're not going to keep old. him anything no. in-house from him. Yeah. Exactly. Well, then you got to look at, you know, football, for example, Alabama. Who's going to take that job? Do they keep it in-house with somebody that Saban has had under him? Because, like, you can give the job to Jeremy Pruitt if he takes a job. But look what happened at Tennessee. People are saying, look, look at Villanova. Jay Wright retired. Yeah. They gave it to this guy named Neptune. He was on the. Uh, he was an assistant coach <laughs> on his staff. Yeah, and they're terrible this year. Dear Neptune. I mean, the name is Neptune. I'm trying to think of like other like coaches like that where 
Texas is doing it right now. I mean, Texas That's different, but I mean, Texas has been trying to find a head coach since Mac Brown for football. No, we're, I'm talking about basketball. I've been trying to find a coach since Rick Barnes. Shaka actually, Smart yeah. voluntarily left. Yeah, yeah actually, you look at both both programs, basketball and football. They've you're right. They have not found a coach since Mac Brown and basketball. They've been searching since Rick Barnes, but. Now they have a big decision coming this offseason. Are you going to keep uh, the little interim that's doing it now, or are you going to go out there and try to fi- hire another big uh, You want to talk coach? about keeping it in-house? That's a guy that coached under Rick Barnes at Texas. Rodney Terry is his yes. name, I believe. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Texas, they did do the right thing by going out and hiring Chris Beer. Like, that was a big hire. Like, that was a big win-now hire, and it worked mm-hmm. out up until uh, a couple months ago. And there's nothing that you as an athletic director can, tr- no. can nah. control. You can't no, control you, what you someone can't. does in his own home. Yeah, no. you can't. You can't predict that, that was going to happen. Because hey, you mean, know there was the alcohol problem to begin with, right? Yeah. and then we just never knew that he was capable of doing this. Right, well, it was in his contract if he has a felony or domestic assault, like he'd be fired with cause, like no buyout. and so. Well, now his house is up on the market. He's probably – I don't think he's going to get $5 million for did that. He, but, did, he get, no. did he get charged? He got charged. He – hasn't gotten convicted yet. Okay. Uh, that will. You're innocent until know. proven guilty in America, but uh, it's not, yeah. the I mean, pictures are bad. Yeah. Pictures are bad and. 4K is terrible. Well, and something else, like in cases where people are innocent, like A.J. Johnson, for example, you're guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, or um, who was the Baylor guy? Sean Oakman. Sean yeah, Oakman. Sean Oakman, yeah. Ruined his entire life. His life. There's a guy on the Warriors, I, I call him Lamb Chops, but. Um, so anyway, Lamb Chops went to Vermont, and he had a girl. Now that he's on the Warriors and playing a little bit, she came out and said like three years ago that he was she was sexually sexually assaulted by him, and like there turns out to be like no truth behind it. Like she's just trying to trying to ruin his life. Yeah, yeah exactly. I it's, mean, you hear about these cases all the time. Uh, it's insane, man. I mean, well, that's like with the whole Deshaun Watson thing, and when someone comes out, and I forgot who it was, I think there was like twenty five or twenty six. Possible cases. Seven, like 28 or something. Well, at the time, it was like oh, 25 yeah. or 24. But you had one of the district attorneys come out, and it's like, we know that one of these cases might have some credibility. I'm like, okay, well, what about the other 23? What about the other 24? So here's my question. Do you think, like, false accusations should be charged? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I do too. Between Crazy. all the legal fees that this person's going to have to pay out to prove their innocence, between all the time that they're taking up, from that person's day, the money they could be making, all of that, the public embarrassment. Yeah, I, I think absolutely. I, I heard a story. There was like six girls at some high school. They uh, they said this guy did it to them, and the cops came to the school, handcuffed them and shackled them, like walked them out of the school, and like six months later, it came out that there was no, there was nothing to no happen, no foul play, no foul play, and all that happened was they did it because uh, they they did it as a joke. And it turned into a serious thing. That's disgusting. Yes. Yep. It's it's the most disgusting thing in the world. I mean, like, some random girl out there could go out and say, tonight, say that Michael Jordan, like, sexually assaulted him, or assaulted her with, like, him never meeting her in his life. Yeah. Like, that's how it can go, man. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly... I mean, it's called like it does. It's happened before. It'll happen it'll again. Ha- it'll ha- it's going to happen until the end of history. It really is. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio. Who is going to score 20-plus in the NBA tonight? What are the results from last night? Um, both of us went 4-1. and one. 
shout out to Trey Young for not playing. So I only think it's right that we pick first because y'all have picked first because y'all beat us. We've been on a heater. Yeah. So I mean, we we I mean we've been on a heater as a station. Yeah. I mean, just think as a like, show. Yeah. I, I show. wouldn't say it. Yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> you think Bears betting NBA basketball? No. Uh, uh, Keon Johnson twenty plus. <laughs> <laughs> Jade Springer twenty plus. <laughs> Kennedy Chandler. Jordan McRae. Yeah, your boy. Um, no, not your boy. Um, John L. Stokes twenty plus. Uh, Dale Ellis. <laughs> but no, King. He's out of the league. Oh, really? Oh God. Allen Houston. <laughs> Okay, well, for my first pick, I will go LeBron, 20-plus. I will go Julius Randle, 20-plus. I will go Darius Goyland, 20-plus. Give me a second, man. I hate the Mm. notes app. I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell. It's been a little bit of a – Is he playing? He's playing tonight. Okay, finally. Bucks and Hornets play tonight. I think so. It's my pick, man. Hold on. Yeah, I go David said hush. I know he did. Giannis, 20-plus. All righty. I'm going to go DeMar DeRozan, 20-plus. Okay. Uh, I'll go CJ McCollum, 20-plus. Do you do that? I'm going to go Nikola Jokic. Okay. Jokic. Whatever, I'll type it later. Can't even spell Jokic right now. Um, gonna go. Hmm. You said Jokic already. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. I'm gonna go. Uh, you said Darius Garland. Golly, man, can you leave something? <laughs> I, I guess I'll go. Uh, I'm gonna go Anthony Davis, twenty plus. Time to bounce back. Give me Kawhi Leonard. As I say, yeah, you need to go Kawhi or Paul George at that rate. I think that's it. Isn't that's, it? that's it. That's all. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So what are our five picks? LeBron James twenty plus, Darius Garland twenty plus, Giannis twenty plus, CJ McCollum twenty plus, and Anthony Davis twenty plus. Some hmm. other bets of interest for tonight: LeBron James seven and a half rebounds. He has hit ten out of his last ten on the spread. Mason Plumley. 13 and a half points. He's hit eight out of the last 10. PJ Washington threes, one and a half, eight out of the last 10. Kawhi on points. His total tonight is 26 and a half. He's hit eight out of the last 10. And Zach Levine rebounds, four and a half, eight out of his last 10. Some ones that I would stay away from the over, might even just stay away from them all together. Uh, Brooke Lopez rebounds, six and a half. He's hit two out of the last 10. Kawhi Leonard assist, four and a half, two out of the last 10. R.J. Barrett assist, two and a half, two out of the last ten. Grayson Allen rebounds, three and a half, three out of the last ten. LaMelo Ball rebounds, three out of the last ten. I'm trying to think. Bucks play the Hornets, and the line is 11 and a half. Yeah, I would uh, probably take the Bucks to cover that. The Nuggets are only six and a half point favorites at home against the Pelicans. Pelicans mm-hmm. have now lost eight straight games. Probably will be nine tonight. Probably take the Nuggets to cover that. What's the line in the Lakers Nick game? Knicks by one and a half. Um, I mean, I just feel like this game is going to be a game where right, Lakers need a win desperately. Lakers they do because they're not even looking at. They're five games below five hundred, man. Yeah. Like, you well, can't, not to mention they're not even in the play-in picture. Yeah, you no, can't just yeah. BS until All Star break and it, then just side turn it on. You know, the Clippers are a four seed right now. 
Yeah, last, only three games above 500. Yeah, it's it's Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Clippers, Warriors, I think, are the five seed. Dallas, Phoenix, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Jazz. Yeah. That, That's yeah. your 10. Well, yeah. the only two teams in the West that are worse than the Lakers right now are the Spurs and, Spurs and the Rockets. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's a huge drop. It goes like, so Lakers are five games below, then the Spurs are 23 games below 500. Yeah. So, like, yeah. between – No comparison, but – like. Literally between thirteen and four, there's only a four game difference. Yeah, it can shake up a lot. This over has me interested for the Nets and the Celtics. It's two twenty six and a half. Who'd you say again? The Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics. Playing tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, they put them all on that. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Might be. That that's I would still take the over I would take regardless the over well. of when yeah. it's played. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in that. And then you got the Clippers and the Bulls. The over under on that one is two twenty five and a half for tonight. Man. I just stacked like I've I'm not going to be I've not watched a single second of Chicago Bulls basketball. I just kind of act like they don't exist. Yeah, I'm a Zach Levine merchant I mean, now. I mean, yep. nah, I mean, it's not it's not fun basketball to watch. And it's they, pretty much they're a losing team with. I would say I wouldn't three. consider either of them all stars or superstars, but yeah, potentially three all stars on a yeah. team in your three games below yeah, five hundred. With, with Vucevic, Demar, and Zach yeah. Levine, and then Lonzo okay. Ball who. Still is, still is out. He's close to being a borderline bust, man, at yeah. this point. Yeah. I mean, with his injuries, I mean, for a number two overall pick. A report I mean, came out today on, that. What does LeVar say? He's like, that's just like me changing your name to LaFonso because you're damaged goods for the past two years. Yeah, I mean, a report came out today that the Bulls don't know why Lonzo is still feeling pain in his knee and neither do, like, Lonzo's team. So it's like, they don't, they don't, they don't know what to do with him. No idea. What do you do with him? I've never really liked him, man. I don't know. I just. See, I, I like Lonzo more than I liked LaMelo. So, the highest, yeah. he, the most games he's ever played is 63 in a season. Is that rookie year? No, it was his third year in the league with New Orleans. But um, last year he only played 35 games, and he's yet to play a game this year. So, um, out of, what is that, 82, and you've played about 50. So, out of 100, the past 130 games or so, he's played 35. Yeah. That's not good. No, that is not good at all. And teams are going to look at that and be like, well, why would we take this guy? He's an injury liability. Well, he got paid by Chicago. Same, he did. We were saying the same thing about Chandler Parsons. Yep. 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 Four yeah. year, $94 million, and now he laughs about it. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm okay with people like Charles Barkley and Shaq, all time greats, talking about LeBron, uh, complaining about the foul. But when Chandler Parsons says something, man, like, you absolutely. It's like, what did you do to, to deserve to be able to talk? Exactly. Yeah, like I mean, Sheila Parsons screwed us out of money, and literally the worst max contract in NBA. Four year, ninety four million dollars, and I, I don't even think did he. I can't remember the number of games he played. <laughs> it wasn't not many. Time. It was probably less than I. I, I will say it's, I will go off the top of my head. It's less than eighty two games for four seasons. Nowhere near. I mean, I, he'd be lucky if we even played 41 half the season. I'm talking about all together in four seasons. Oh, yeah. I mean, that sounds about right. But, like, he used to go to, like, this place on the highland. Basically, like, the call. Well, we have the strip now. They have yeah. one for the University of Memphis at this place called the Bluff. He used to go to the Bluff and try to, like, hit on college girls while he's a grown-ass man who's 26, 27 That's years old. That's creepy. Then he used to go to, like, Capitol Grill um, and just rent out the whole place, like, after they were closed and just pay him to stay open and just have the bar to himself. Like, just such a... A bit of a weirdo activity. Yeah, just... Weirdo, egotistical, thinks he's more important to... Being a jerk, man. I mean, yeah. that's the, you think you're more important to the team and you think you're more important to society than what you actually are. Those are the kind of people that act like that. Yeah, and then he... Uh, 
during All-Star break when he hasn't played like a single second all year, he decides to rent a school bus and take like a bus full of girls and his friends out to Cancun and post all about it on social media. Like, what in the world? That's not uh, – Can you think of a worse max contract? I just can't think of a worse human being, man. Forget max contract, worst teammate. Yeah, I mean, he was a terrible teammate. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of bad contracts. That name comes to mind. I'm Man. trying to think of some bad ones. I'm Jamarcus thinking, Russell, but, I mean, he was not, like, uh, yeah, ever on a max I'm, contract yeah. for the NFL. I'm talking about a guy that got signed to a max and did absolutely nothing with it. Batum. Yeah, Batum got signed yeah. to a max. Yeah. I mean, he's still getting paid by the, the Hornets, Hornets, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He's not. He's still going to play for long because he's a three and D type of guy, and he's not going to do anything stupid like Chandler Parsons. Yeah, true. But I mean, there's been a few, and I can't think of any of them. I mean, there's been bad picks like Anthony Bennett, worst first overall pick of all time. Jabari Parker, Gordon Hayward. Yeah, that's a name. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's like what are you getting for what he's giving you? Yeah, I'm trying to think like what you're giving him. Should say. I'm just trying to think of bad contracts like that. I mean, I I don't know. I would give Gordon Hayward an exception. I, I, he was a great player before he, he got injured, but I, I mean, I, I I would have thrown max money at him prior to his injury, also. Yeah, but I would have too. Now he's just not the same player. That's different than like a Chandler Parsons. I don't know. Chandler, yeah, Chandler Parsons was never even like I would have never ever even considered him a max player even before he got the max contract. Like I think he was injury riddled. He was injury riddled in Houston. Yeah. Was he not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was, and Dallas. Yeah, so, I mean. I mean, then you've got contracts like, you know, Kevin Garnett was still getting paid by the Celtics up until just a few years ago. No. And that guy, I think it might have been last year was the last time he was getting paid. That guy, who's the guy for the Mets that gets paid to like 20? Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, he gets paid to like 2032 with some ridiculous amount. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know how that works. I don't know, but that guy, I don't know what his agent did, but they played – the, the hell out of oh, the Mets. Thing is, the Mets could probably still go win a World Series. I mean, that's the thing yeah. about them is they're losing out on that, but they can still go win a World Series. Um, I just had something in my head and I forgot it. Damn it! Hmm. Hmm. Is this guy still being paid by the New York Mets? Yes. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. he's getting paid for the next ten years. Yeah. Degrom leave also now. Degrom is on the Rangers. Yes. Degrom's on the right. They have. They still do they sell Scherzer? Or yeah, no? they still have Scherzer, and they went out and got um. Who'd they go get this offseason? Um, I'll, I'll take it in a second. Yeah. A you do that. Talk. We're going to take our top of the hour break. Hour number one is in the books. Hour number two of overtime coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.